everyone, my name is Jade and I'm a Business Relationship Manager for Equilor. Hello, I'm Abby and I'm an Assistant Solicitor with Equilor. Today we're recording a series of podcasts and this topic is based on situations where borrowers are not on a property title. So Abby, for a joint borrowing application, do both parties need to be registered owners of the property? Yes, they will need to be. The lender will require those named on the mortgage offer to reflect those named as the registered owners on the property title. Okay, so what if the property at the moment is currently held in the sole name of one of my clients, but they're actually making a joint application? Then the property would need to be transferred into the client's joint names, either prior to completion or on completion of the equity release. And what if we've got a situation where the one person who's currently registered on the property doesn't want to transfer it into joint names? That would unfortunately mean that the equity lease wouldn't be able to proceed in their joint names. Okay, so in relation to the transfer into their joint names, is this something that you can deal with alongside the equity release? Yes, we can. We will be able to provide the necessary transfer deed and liaise with the lender's solicitors to approve this. What we can then do is arrange for the client to sign the transfer deed alongside the equity release documents at the usual solicitor's appointment. Once we have received these signed documents, we can then liaise with the lender's solicitors to satisfy any other requirements the lender might have in relation to the transfer and arrange for the transfer to complete at the same time as the equity release. Okay, great to know that it can be a simultaneous transaction, Um, but it does sound like a lot of work, so do you charge an additional fee for this? We do, as acting for the clients in the transfer of the property involves additional work to that quoted in our equity release conveyancing fee. What we will do is we'll provide the client with an estimated bill including this fee as early as possible in the transaction. And you mentioned earlier that a lender might have other requirements in relation to, to the transfer, so what might these be? The lender's additional requirements can vary depending on the circumstances of each case. That said, in our experience, most lenders will require an indemnity policy to be purchased by the clients on completion of the equity release, where a property is being transferred into their joint names at an undervalue. This means that where the party being transferred onto the property title is not paying the other party full market value for the share they are receiving. The reason most lenders require an indemnity policy in these circumstances is because should the client who was the sole registered owner be declared bankrupt in the future, there is a risk that the transfer into their joint names could potentially be reversed. This could then threaten the lender's security over the property. So how much does an indemnity policy cost? The price of the policy is linked to the property value. However, this would not typically cost more than a few hundred pounds and can be taken out of the client's equity release funds on completion. It's also a one-off cost, so the client would not have to pay for this policy on a recurring basis. So, Abby, can we avoid extra requirements of the lender if we transfer the property into the client's joint names prior to completion? Well, there are a few additional considerations to take into account with this alternative approach. Firstly, the transfer will need to be sent to the land registry to register the clients as joint proprietors on the property title. The lender will not complete the equity release until they have received a copy of the property title showing that it is registered in their joint names. Registration with the land registry, particularly if the property is unregistered, can take in excess of five months in some cases, and the equity release would unfortunately be delayed for this time. Whilst we can request that the land registry prioritise the registration, we cannot guarantee that they will agree to do so. 
If, however, we complete the transfer and equity release at the same time, this registration with the land registry can be dealt with after completion and does not need to delay the transaction. Thank you. Is there anything else that I need to be made aware of? Well, we do also need to consider if there is current borrowing secured against the property title and whether it's intended for these to be repaid on completion of the equity release, as the land registry cannot register the transfer without the consent of those lenders or creditors. In our experience, whilst it does depend on the particular creditor or lender, they do not readily consent to a transfer of the property and it can take a significant length of time just to receive a response from them on the matter. Mm, interesting. Is there anything else? Yes, we can't guarantee that after we have received a property title into the client's joint names that the lender won't have any additional requirements. In particular, if they're aware that a transfer and undervalue has taken place, they're likely to still request an indemnity policy in relation to this. Wow, okay, so do you think it would be better for us to complete both transactions at the same time? Certainly, if a property is unregistered, completion can be achieved more quickly if both transactions complete at the same time. We can, however, adapt this approach on a case-by-case -case basis to ensure we can achieve completion for the clients as quickly as possible. Thank you. So, if I've got clients that they want to hold the property in unequal shares, do you think a lender will accept that? Most lenders will allow the clients to hold the property in distinct shares, providing that no third parties have an interest in the property. If you'd like further information on third party interests, we do have a further podcast on this topic. We can draft a declaration of trust for the clients, which can confirm the specific shares they have elected to hold the property in and any other particular provisions that they want the transfer to be subject to. There is an additional fee for this to represent the extra work involved in preparing this document. Thank you. So whilst talking about fees of that 250 plus VAT, are there any other likely costs for the client that I should be made aware of so that I can pre-prepare? Well, usually where the clients are being added to the property title, um, where they are not paying for a share in the property in return, no stamp duty land tax would be payable. However, it's worth noting that where the clients have an existing mortgage or secured lending registered as a charge on the property title, the person being transferred onto that title will usually be deemed to be taking a 50% share of the total of these secured debts. What that means is that in cases where the secured debts total more than £250,000, stamp duty land tax may be payable by the clients on completion. Okay, but if the equity release funds are intended for any secured debts, um, so the clients are repaying any secured debt with, with the funds on completion, why are they taken into consideration for the property transfer? It's a technical point really, which relates to the order of the transactions on completion, but it just means that any secured debts would need to be taken into account. Okay, so from my understanding, I guess from all the information that we require, an equity release transaction involving a transfer can take quite a lot of time to complete? Generally, on a straightforward transfer from one party to two parties, no. We can usually complete these matters on a similar timescale as with a standard equity release transaction, where we are arranging to complete them both at the same time. We do, however, endeavour to keep the client and you fully informed of anticipated timescales, as this helps to manage the client's expectations and maintain a good relationship throughout the transaction. Timescales can also be improved if you or the client is able to provide the following information at the beginning of the transaction. Firstly, confirmation of whether a transfer into joint names is required, if that's known prior to instructing us. Secondly, confirmation of whether there will be any payments to the sole owner in consideration for the transfer into their joint names. 
And thirdly, if the property is unregistered, we will need the original title deeds as soon as possible. In relation to this point, we do, please do also listen to our podcast on unregistered land. Thank you so much for your time today, Abby. So just to summarise a few of the key points. So we can do the transfer simultaneously to the equity release and there will be some additional costs. So a bespoke quote will be required and also to help for you to provide us with as much information as possible at the outset. This will avoid any significant delays. Yes, it sounds like you've covered the main areas there. Brilliant. So if you found this information useful, we have more podcasts available for you to listen to today.